Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast, the chosen edition. And I'm your host, Regina Pontus. Today, I get to talk to a wonderful person by the name of Dustin Lee Vaughn. He's an exceptional man. I met with Dustin while chatting with him on the Facebook page for Chosen Fans. And I want to share with you his amazing story. If you're interested in sharing your own story, please feel free to contact me at the Will Within Podcast at gmail.com again. That's willwithinpodcast at gmail.com. So without any further ado, my conversation with Dustin. Dustin, thank you so much for talking to me. What a great pleasure. I'm so glad that we found talking to each other on the Chosen fan page. It's on Facebook. It was a very, very interesting time. And I was Mm -hmm. so glad that you offered to take time to talk to me about your personal situation. So I'd love to hear your story. If you can start at the beginning, we can talk about your faith and how you grew up. And then we can go on to talking about the inspirational and, and hope and will of your story. I, I love it. Sure, sure. Um, I was, uh, I'm born, raised Athens, Tennessee. Um, I was uh, raised uh, Baptist. I like to call myself more of a Baptocostal. I, I kind of opened up, to, I'm just, doesn't really fit in a certain box, but yeah, I was a, uh, I was born a premature child. I was born about a month early, and that caused a, a series of birth defects. I had a scoliosis similar to uh, Jordan, who plays uh, little James on The Chosen. That's that's one of the things that really jumped out to me. But I had a severe scoliosis, and I was born with just a single kidney. And because of another birth defect with it, it was damaged at birth. So I've had to face kidney disease as well my entire life. Um, but when I was 10, my uh, scoliosis, my spine was in the shape of an S. Um, and I had to have a uh, Harrington rod, a stainless steel Harrington rod attached to my spine 
to kind of keep it straight. They straightened it out a little bit, put the rod in, and to keep it from kind of curving inward into my chest cavity. Um, but faith has been a huge part of it. I, like I said, I grew up in a Baptist church. Um, when I was about 10 years old, I went up and uh, it was more or less more me being scared to die than a true conversion conversion but um when i was 17 years old there was a uh, girl i was in a bible study class and there was a girl that uh, was there that was starting to question her salvation and i'm not sure exactly what part of that triggered something with me but the good lord used that god used that to uh i guess you could say I like to call it, I had a, a Damascus Road incident there because it felt like uh, God kicked me off my horse like he did uh, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like, it. I, I was made aware of my sinful nature and how much I didn't deserve any of it. And just, it made me aware of, there was nothing that I could do to save myself. I needed Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was God's grace, basically. They yes. That, yeah. Yes, and that that was really, that's when I was truly born again. I was raised in church. I could tell you, Bible backwards and frontwards. I taught Sunday school. I did everything right, but I wasn't saved. And why do you feel that? What what it's, gave you that um, feeling that you weren't saved, even though you thought you were doing the best you could? Yes. Um, I think what it really was is that and that was almost like a, re- a re- revelation to me at the moment that I truly did get saved is I got to looking back and I wasn't worshiping Jesus. I wasn't, wasn't worshiping God. I was Can you explain that further? I mean, I yeah. don't understand looking back. What does that mean? Yeah, it's like I was looking back on my life, on oh, okay. what I was doing in church, what I was doing, my activities in church. Um, and I realized I wasn't really worshiping God. I was enjoying the pats on the back. I was enjoying being looked at as a good Christian guy. I was being looked at as a good Christian kid. And that was almost a false idol for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's just like the external show is what you're talking about. Yeah, I was I was yeah, I was enjoying I was enjoying the applause, so to speak, you know? And that was my idol. I was like I was I was in a position that is like I thought it was safe, but I didn't. All I really wanted was to get out of hell. I didn't. I really didn't care about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But but when my eyes were open, all I really wanted to do was serve Him. Yeah, you know, I've been a cancer since I've been in my teenage years. I just mm-hmm. just turned sixty. I'm old now, technically. <laughs> but anyway, when people would applaud at the end of mass, I'd look at them like, "Don't do that." I mean. I'm always yeah. supposed to be here to help you to yeah. facilitate singing. That's the last thing in the world somebody should be doing is clapping for another person. You're in the middle of a sacred mass right now, you know? Yeah. So I, I understand, understand exactly what me, what you mean. You can you can get off in a kind of high of like, oh, I'm really yeah. good and people accept yeah. me. And you're not understanding the, the, the strong emphasis of what's literally happening at the moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I and it was... It was all focused on me. Yeah. I, it was all on me. I was. It was. 
I'd hear people say, oh, I wish I had your faith when I was your age. I wish I was, I was that good of a Christian at your age. And I was eating it up. And it's, and so it's like, and, but when I realized what I needed and what, what it was truly all about. It you know, was, it humbles you. It humbles yes, you, Justin. You know yes, I mean? exactly. It, it made me realize that I don't deserve none of it. None of it. I don't even deserve to be in his presence. I really understood, um, I think it was Elijah that was in in uh, God's throne room and was like, woe is me. I'm in, I'm in your presence and I'm a sinful person. I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. So and how old it's, were you then? Were you like seventeen I was, or eighteen? I was seven. I was between seventeen and eighteen when I when I truly got saved. When I truly gave my life over to Christ. Okay. So and still having all these medical situations, right? Yes, I was still going Nothing through those changed. medical. These are all permanent. And so, yes. at any point, because you know, when you go to college or you turn your early twenties, you really start to deviate from religion. Did any of those situations ever happen to you? I think they did a little bit in high school before beforehand. After that, not really. I, I really, um, it's almost like I've kind of focused even my career. I started out when I first started college. I went to school for drafting design. I love to draw stuff, and it's just like I felt like this wasn't where I needed to go. This wasn't what I needed to do, and uh, and then I got to, I went was and I was constantly having to go to doctor's appointments because of my. Uh, uh, kidney disease and I just one day I was just like sitting there in the doctor's office and I was just like they're watching the the techs and the nurses and everybody working around doing stuff and it's like this is where I need to be this this is the kind of field I'm not sure exactly which field I needed to be in mm-hmm. but this is where I needed to go so I focused my career on on that I kind of followed God's guidance in that I still wasn't 100% sure which way I was needing to go. I went in a couple different directions. I first tried to get an x-ray tech. And then I went in office, medical office. And I worked there for several years before I had about 12 years. I worked in uh, medical office, actually ER registration, which was a, a major blessing for me because I was able to be there for people in some of their most frightening situations, mm-hmm. the emergencies, you know. Mm-hmm. and is and especially with some of my conditions that I was going through, I could relate to many of them. Yeah, you know, I, I love I love the way you say that you knew even you didn't step really away from religion, but when you tried to go down a path that didn't help you servicing other people, help to service and be be present to other people, you didn't feel complete and whole. Yes, which I think exactly. it's, it's just we have to open ourselves and listen to God's internal voice. Our internal exactly. voice that, exactly. that really tells us what God foresees mm-hmm. for us. Um, so tell me what you're doing now, and then let's talk about the exciting. When we were on the uh, the uh, fan page, we talked about you potentially saying you were interested in writing a book. Let's talk uh, yes. a little bit about yes. that too. Yes. Um, I work like I said. I worked in the emergency registration for about twelve years, and um, uh, about five years ago, almost six now, I had a kidney transplant. Uh, my kidney, the one kidney that I had finally started to give out and uh, I had to have a kidney transplant. And a sister of Christ of mine, actually my dad's ex-sister-in-law, gave me a kidney. And we'll talk about that here in a, a little bit. But it, uh, because of the uh, 
anti-rejection medication that I'm on from the kidney transplant. I wasn't really comfortable anymore in the emergency emergency room around all of the people coming in with uh, sickness and stuff like that, Mm. with me having a weakened immune system. It just, it felt like Lord was like, okay, I've got another plan for you. Mm -hmm. So um, I left there and I still was kind of, I knew I still wanted to be in service and medical in some way, but I wasn't sure exactly where at that point. And um, I stumbled on a class uh, teacher at a local uh, tech school for um, uh, pharmacy tech, technology, pharmacy tech. And I got in that program and the Lord opened a way for, I didn't have to pay a dime for my schooling at all. Wow. And yes, it's just like, it's, the Lord just kind of set it all up for me. Amazing. I still had to, that's amazing i love those yes. stories love that yes. <laughs> yes i still had some major struggles that still got me in some debt uh from uh from having to work my focus was schooling and i was working uh part-time minimum wage so i my debt kind of went up a little bit but i'm truly not that concerned about it because i i really feel like that's god's got me where i need to be mm-hmm. i'm on the on road fund and uh I graduated and got certified, nationally certified uh, as a certified pharmacy technician. And I work in, um, started out working at Ingalls Pharmacy. It's a local pharmacy. And then I went to uh, CVS in the next town. And then I finally, last year, um, got a position full-time at a Walgreens pharmacy about 10 minutes from my home. So I've been working there. That's for what people don't year. understand the real strong value of a pharmacist i mean they the doctors sometimes don't even realize that the contraindications of medications was one with another and mm, exactly. really, that's why pharmacists make a good money because they, do. they, they really do. are in a, a dire situation and they can make a, a situation dire right off the bat mm-hmm. if they didn't know what's going on exactly and it's um there's and like i said i'm i work as a pharmacy tech there certified tech and it's it's very high stress too because you you have to make sure because a lot of jobs it's like if you make a little mistake here and there no big deal but when you're when you're working with people's medicines it's there's there's no room for error correct you have to you have to make sure you're doing it just fine and perfect and everything you try to fix it up because you you don't want to be in service sorry i love the fact that you're still in service yes and that's that's one thing that i strive for is i try to try to be be able to help and it's it's kind of a, it's about a year or two after I got into it, it just sort of, I had the revelation when I was kind of working on some medicine. And I was like, God heals in many different ways, but he also heals through medicine. Mm-hmm. And I've, and he's using me to help him heal. Mm-hmm. And just the, it's kind of, it was humbling and a blessing both at the same time that I was being used to help other people, just mm-hmm. like other people have helped me. Listen, are you still involved in the church per se? That you, when before this and when you were a teenager, what activities were you doing in the church, and are you still doing them as well? Oh yes, ma'am. I, uh, I do. Uh, I still I'm active. I've changed changed churches. I've, I went to a different church now than I than I grew up in, but I'm still I'm still friends with them over there. They're still my brothers and sisters in Christ. There, I just went to a, a closer church that it just felt like. The Lord led me there, and I've gotten involved in there. I work in music ministry. Oh, um, so, yes, yes. I uh, I play I I play percussion. I do some of that, but right at the moment, I haven't done too much with music. Um, I also after I had the kidney transplant, 
kind of a way to just kind of stay sane and give me something to do. I learned photography and mm. uh, and videography. So I run uh, the the audio visual and I run the video work at my church. I do the do the videos for my church program. Music is yeah. just as important. It lifts the soul. You exactly. know, St. Augustine said if you when you sing you pray twice. Mm-hmm. So I mean, exactly. that's an exciting thing. Um, tell exactly. me about uh, what drew you to the chosen and when you when you started watching it. Uh, I honestly, I just I I'm I'm big uh, the last, especially since I got into videography and photography. I like I just like I like watching shows for the production value mm-hmm. as much as the story. And the story of the chosen is is amazing. Uh, I love how close it really. This is probably the closest rendition of Jesus I've ever seen in any production. And uh, but what really drew me in was the casting of Jordan as uh, little James uh, because of his health conditions. He has the scoliosis like I did. That really drew me in. Um, And I just uh, when I heard the story of uh, how um, Dallas on The Chosen was interested in Jordan's story and his health conditions and wanted to work it into uh, his character, which came to fruit on, uh, I think it was like episode two or three of season three. I think it was episode three. three. When, uh, yeah. There, yeah, that's right. I was I was trying to think back when it was, but that that moment really seemed, I, I loved the show to begin with, but that one scene really drew, it, drew me in because of um, some of the things that I've been through, my health conditions. Yeah. When I when I was hearing um, little James speak to Jesus about why he hasn't been healed, some of the things that little James had said is was things that I've personally prayed myself. Mm. Um, even since I before I got saved and after both, I'd be like, God, why am I going through this? Why are you putting me through this? Uh, when I had my kidney transplant, um, there was several I had some, uh, complications with. Um, they did a biopsy on it and uh, it caused internal bleeding for a week before I caught it. So I had to have a second surgery after the transplant and had to have almost two liters of blood to me. And it's just God's grace that I'm still with us today. And then after about after I got home and had to, I went to have the stitches removed from the surgery site and the wound came back open because they took the stitches out too quick. And it's just, and they, there's times that I just, especially during recovery, I got angry at God mm. because of all of everything that I've gone through, everything that I was struggling with, all the pain, um, the, my job was on the line. I wasn't, I wasn't even able to sleep in my own bed. I was having to lay on the couch because I wasn't able to get comfortable in my own bed. But then it's almost, it, like I said, it almost feels like I was in little James's place talking to Jesus in that scene because I had prayed for healing through the whole thing. And it seems like the opposite was happening, but I had gone to the, uh, they had a wound pump on my uh, wound to keep it from getting infected because they had said I'd have to have a third surgery to seal it up. I had gone um, to, uh, was having to go weekly to a wound care doctor and I had gone to uh, the, on this one particular day, and uh, they had took the, the wound pump off and the doctor was inspecting me and he turned pale. And he was just like staring at it, staring at my wound. And that was making me a little nervous. 
you know, uh, it would anybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he said, I'll be right back. And as he walked out the door, my phone vibrated. And it was a friend of mine. I can't even remember what friend it was. And and he had sent is just the uh, Bible, um, the book, chapter and verse. I can't think off the top of my head now, but I, the uh, verse is written in my brain now. Um, but it was just a uh, book, chapter and verse. And a second later, it came back. Hey, sorry, this was for another friend of mine. He was asking where something was in, in the Bible, and I was sending him the passage. Didn't think anything else of it at that moment. And then the doctor came back in with another doctor. And then they were both staring at me. At that point, I was getting scared. I was like, okay, talk to me. What's going on? What's wrong? And they just sort of looked at me. Um, I was talking to them. And I was asking them, okay, what's wrong? Why are you coming in and looking at this? What's going on? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm listening. You you got me enthralled here. I think I've lost you. Uh, No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Dustin. Dustin. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Dude, it's like watching a TV show, and the most important part, the <laughs> commercial comes on. I'm like, what oh. else? I know. It just mine just went completely crashed. Oh, Somebody my called. God. My mom called me. Called in on me, and they just caused oh, the whole thing to go down. Oh my God, that's so funny. I mean, he's like, <laughs> and, and I looked at the doctors, and they said, "God." I was like, "No, no, what happened?" <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, where was I at? Okay. You're at the uh, doctors telling you. Doc, okay. The doctors. You. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, where was I at? Okay. The doctors came back in, and I was. I asked them, "Okay, what's going on? Why are you guys looking at me? What's wrong?" And they said, "Nothing's wrong. You're healing. It's closing up, but it's not supposed to. There's nothing for it to attach to, but it's closing up." And at that moment. After I've spent the last month just like arguing, cursing, fighting, getting ugly with God, I, something told me, look up that Bible verse. And I looked it up and it said at that mo- and it was when Peter walked out on water and started to sink. Yep. And it said at that moment, Jesus reached down and took him and pulled him up and said, you have little faith. Why did you doubt me? And, oh, okay. So did the thing finally close? Not just yes, it's close. healed up. It's uh, it's oh left me a God. scar. It's left a scar on there. And he, every time I go to see my transplant doctor, he just looks at it and he's like, I can't believe this happened. See, that, see I love those stories. Not that you had to go through it, obviously. But yes. the fact that you were able, they're able to, because people say that, you know, if your science dispels, you know, faith, but that's just not mm-hmm. the truth at all. Mm-hmm. It's the complete right. opposite. So exactly. I don't see when people get that, that uh, concept but anyway so tell me what you're interested in um seeing next with the chosen and i love how you connected with the james i find when i go on to these uh websites that that are fan fan websites i love hearing different people talk about how like matthew affected them or even john or uh, Mm -hmm. simon peter and so this is going to be a really intense last three seasons Oh, yes. I just, I'm, I am loving, especially the relationships it's showing with the disciples that they build on it. That it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's um, just seeing how they interact. And Well, unlike all the other episodes, or the other shows that focused on Jesus' relationship mm-hmm. with them, it's them, really? it's their yeah, perspective it's their, of how exactly. they came together through and seeing Jesus. Exactly. So I love it because that's why we can place ourselves in those situations. Exactly, and it's right. uh, it's like and just seeing 
Um, like I said, I love the character of little James and how I, how I can kind of place myself in there and, and how Jesus encouraged him and just, it's, I'm the same as Jesus. I can't wait to see the stories that he's going to be involved in. What did you, um, what did you think about what he said? Some people were taking exception to that. I, I don't know why, but people... I know it just, it, it, it almost, it's, it almost felt like, I feel like when anybody that complained about it has never been there. Mm. And I feel like they, they, that's my first thought when I hear people complain about, about that. It's like, that's a good you, point. you've never been where you've prayed to God to take care of something that you're going through. And God says, no, I'm using it. Yeah. Because, and this is an, another story of it. Uh, involved in it while I was uh, after all that happened and I was still recovering a friend of mine that's uh, that's atheist almost militant atheist but we're still friends I still don't know how that works but it works but uh, <laughs> but uh, she had messaged me out of the blue about midnight one night and it, I still was having trouble sleeping um, having trouble resting but I was she had messaged and she was like I just have a question I was like okay go ahead fire away and she's like, if God is real, you are probably the biggest proof to me that he is because you're one of the most faithful, loyal person that I know of. That's what she said. And that's not me tooting my own horn. That's just what she said. And she's like, I don't understand that if he's real, why is he putting you through that? And it's just like, I don't know if it's a good Lord popping it in my head, but it's like I didn't even miss a beat. I just said, so we can have this conversation. There you go. That was perfect. What did she say that? Has she been asking you she, more and more? We've we've been talking some. She's still she's still atheist, and but I feel like I may have planted seeds, and I pray for her nightly for it. I think um, it's a wonderful story. And just uh, just as God was all over this whole thing, yeah, I don't know why. Up dialogue I with people. You're able to open up dialogue with what you're experiencing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like and, just like. Alice said, you may have, James may have uh, a situation, but what? The next episode shows him healing. Others, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. He witnessing and healing them. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just like, I'm, and I just look forward to seeing, but I tell you what I dread is we've gone, we've gone three seasons so far. And we've, it's like most of the time, it's like, you see, um, I've seen The Passion of the Christ. I've seen uh, other Jesus movies and stuff like that, talking about the life and death and resurrection and the crucifixion hurts in those but it doesn't hurt as bad because you've only spent about maybe an hour 35 minutes to an hour really connecting with the character that they're portraying as jesus we've had three years now to get attached to jonathan's jesus Correct. this this crucifixion is going to be hard it's going to be brutal it's going, <laughs> it's going to, to be, be brutal terrible. <laughs> Did you, when you say you saw the Passion of the Christ, did you read about what James DeVito went through? He yeah. went through, oh my God. I can't believe, I would have done, that That man has some vision, some conviction to get that done. Because I, I, I wouldn't have went through as much as he did. Because, I mean, man. Do you know the next one they're doing is the Resurrection? supposed to be yes. coming out next year, which is exciting. Yes, I'm curious. I'm excited. I'm curious about seeing what he's going to do with that because yeah. because Mel Gibson he he hit he hit the nail on the head with that one. That was that was a very very good movie. I don't know I don't know how he can top it, but if anybody can do it, I think he's going. 
You know, it's funny is with Jonathan. Keep everybody keeps asking him, um, has he met Jim Caviezel? It's like the number one question everybody always asks. And he says, you know, I'm getting to the point where I think if the two of us should get together in the room, the sky's going to open or something. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Well, this exactly. has been a great conversation. I love it. I know we're we're starting to run out of time here. Yeah. I'd love to hear what your mantra is. I, I feel like my mantra is, and it's the one that I picked up from, and it was actually from a motivational video that I stumbled on um, when I was in, when I, when I was going through my recovery. And I used it all through my college when I was going through pharmacy tech, and I'm go and I I listen to it at least once a week now. But it's the title of it is really my mantra. I didn't come this far to just get this far. Mm-hmm. And I feel okay. like the Lord's leading me on, leading me to higher mountains to better proclaim him. I think that's just a wonderful way to end this. I can't thank you enough for doing this. And I'm so glad we connected on that group. I, think I am too. Wonderful. So feel free to, you know, text me and let me know what's going on. And I'm if you do end up so. writing that book, because you said at one point you yes, were interested in I am in the process of writing that book. So I wanted to write it so I can share my story and maybe, um, help other people that have been going through uh, transplant issues to kind of give them some hope. Yeah, well, I would love to read it. Um, consider me part of the little focus group of first readers. I would love to do that. I with will you. definitely and do that. I'll be praying for you, and I hope everything goes well, okay? Thank you, friend. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. I so enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much, Dustin. I value our communications back and forth. So thanks once again. And if anybody else is interested in sharing their story about how The Chosen has affected them in their lives, please feel free to contact me at willwithinpodcast at gmail.com. That's willwithinpodcast at gmail.com. Next time, I get to share with you a story by David Eaves. And David is the brother of Daryl Eaves, who is the president of The Chosen LLC. David's story is so inspirational. He had an injury when he was a child, and he overcame all that. I was more impressed with David's story than with Daryl during the TL Tuesday that he did right before Christmas. So I want to bring to you David's story. So until next time, be blessed. Thank you.